0: There, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors with you for an hour to talk about, guess what, money. And so we're going to get into some of the the headlines of the day that affect your money. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about some uh, the proposed budget that could affect your money as well. So first off, thank you for joining us on Retirement with Pinnacle. But Gary and Don, welcome back. How you doing?
1: We're good. How are you guys doing today?
0: Doing okay. Um, April Financial Literacy Month. I want to go down. I picked five fast facts here that I'm going to run by you. We'll just go through these one by one. And I want to start with Don this week. Don in the U.S., one out of every five students lacks basic skills of financial literacy. Is that kind of expected because they're young and this is something you'll pick up or or is that a concern?
2: I think it's a concern somewhat. I mean, I know I've run into kids where Back when I used to work for an orthodontist and they would come in and they would have to, their parent wouldn't come in with them and they would just send them in with a check to make their monthly payment. And they couldn't write a check out.
1: How old were they though?
2: But they were like 16, 17. So I think that's kind of important. Well,
0: this had to be a long time ago if they were still writing checks. When was the last time you wrote a check.
2: Well, true. I understand that it is not as popular before or as it was before, but still half of them don't even have a signature.
1: Yeah, well, that's true now yes, they because don't they teach don't teach cursive of writing. in school
2: anymore. Oh, um, and
0: that's reported. interesting.
1: Okay.
2: Yes, yeah, so yeah. I think that's huge. But I know a lot of these kids don't know how to balance a checkbook, which I don't know, maybe – I mean, I know I learned those basics in, in school, um, balancing a checkbook, setting up a budget. I mean, how many people go off a budget, but at least if you know how to set up one, that's important. And I think a lot of these children lack that even nowadays. I look at my son, who's the oldest, who's 24 – does he really have a budget? I don't think so.
1: Well, even back when we were younger, I mean, most most kids didn't know how to save money or how to just work with it, period. It was just, you know, you made some money so you could buy something, right?
2: Yeah, but I think some of that came from your parents. I know mine did. Yeah, that's know, true. Coming from your parents. So maybe if they don't teach it in school, you still have some, some lessons at and home. And we
1: try to with our kids, for sure. I mean, I get out the compound interest calculator and say, hey, listen, you're working now. If you save... $50 every paycheck. That's $100 a month. And you continue to do that. And then you up it at a certain age and just show them, you know, by the time you're like 35 years old, how much money you'd have. And they're like, wow, that's pretty awesome. You know, you can put in the rate of return. I think that's neat to show them because it does give them a vision and it Gives might change their perspective a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But also building credit. So we've taught that to the oldest, you know, and you have conversations on, what it does, what it can do if you have bad credit, what it can do if you have good credit. So, sure, I think a lot of kids do lack that, but I think that's where the parent needs to step in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was weird when I got out of school. Looking back, I learned how to make one of those little volcanoes out of like baking soda and vinegar, but it <laughs> was fun. Those <laughs> were didn't, great. they didn't teach me how to set up a 401k or what the heck is no, going they on do. with that. And they uh, don't. I've actually needed to set up a 401k. I've never needed to make one of those little volcanoes
1: in adulthood. <laughs> right. That's true, but those were pretty fun. <laughs> All
0: right, the next step for financial literacy month, Gary, 29% of working women showed basic financial literacy skills compared to 47% of working men. That's pretty close, but they're both below the 50% mark we would like it to be at.
1: No, you're right there. And I'm kind of afraid to answer this because I'm I'm afraid of women. I'm just
0: putting you (laughs) on the spot. That's all right.
1: Thanks, James. No, but um, you know, I think that was a generational thing. And I think that's changing quite a bit because the more and more We meet with folks and and single women as well and couples. Um, Some of those roles are changing a little bit. So I think that is something that we're trying to make people aware of for sure is empowering women and that sort of thing, because Mm -hmm. I think it's important. But also making sure people are on the same page. But yeah, both of them are below that 50 percent, which is kind of scary. But again, that's why we started, our firm started helping people manage 401ks while they're working as well. So we do have some opportunities there to kind of help them. Not only are we managing 401ks, we're also helping them create that vision and that transparency on what is retirement going to look like on the road you're headed and what do we need to do now when you're working years, uh, a few years out, five, 10 years out from retirement to make sure you can have that lifestyle that you want. So Those are scary numbers.
2: Well, I think the upcoming generations may know a little more, but you got to think, let's look at your grandparents and their parents. Those roles, like Gary said, back in the day, the men worked, the women stayed home with, you know, cleaned the house, took care of the children. And so the man, the husband typically was the one who handled all the household finances and the investments.
1: And died early. Right. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: Well, but those roles have changed. Women got into the workforce. You know, lifestyles changed. Women began working, some became divorced. Many couples had to start sharing household responsibilities. And I think that's where the shift has sure has come. Um, it was due to the women going into the workforce.
1: No, yeah, you're right. And we're still yeah.
0: dying early. Yeah, right.
1: I hear
0: you. <laughs> All right. Next stat for Financial Literacy Month. Uh, Don, fifty-four percent of student loan holders. Didn't know about their future monthly payments before taking out their loans. You know what? I took out student loans and I never thought to calculate what's my future monthly payment going to be before I took it out. So I'm guilty on that one.
2: Yeah, me too. But when you're young, you make a lot of mistakes, right? right? It's just whether you learn from those or not. But most of those mistakes are due to what? Lack of knowledge. Sure. Because you don't know. And as a young adult, you may not completely understand the difference between a loan and a grant. Mm-hmm. And the main difference is what you have to pay the loan back.
1: <laughs> It'd be great if they did. Like, in order to get one, you had to go through this little educational thing. Like, if you do a reverse mortgage, you can't just do one; you have to go through an educational yeah, thing, yeah. and
2: that would that, be that's a good point.
1: Something they should do. But they have changed some rules up, and they're in Congress right now. They're trying to pass some bills to where people have student loans, like people that really have significant student loans. You know, maybe they went to law school or medical school or something of that sort, to where they weren't able to contribute or be matched on 401ks. They're kind of changing some of that up um, as long as they're paying off those loan debts. So that's pretty cool. And hopefully that does get passed uh, this year. They're working on that. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Only 20% of adults have participated in financial education. And y'all are trying to do something about this with your events.
2: Yes. Yeah. So many mistakes, like we just said, are made from lack of knowledge. And we look at the most recent generations the one that's here now living for today is basically even our generation. Sure. They're living for today, which of course leads to bad decision making, which then what? Leads to bad debt, such as overpriced loans, high balances on credit cards. And then it snowballs down to you know the reluctance to save money, to invest money, because you don't have the extra money to do that. So educating people on what they need to do, this younger generation. Um, I think is important.
1: yeah, and and people that are already retired too, and we see it there as well, because maybe they've done the same thing over their whole working years, and now they get into retirement or they're going into retirement, and they're just continuing to do the same thing. And it's usually investing for accumulation. and they just think, well, we'll just take some of our interest every year to supplement our income. But when we have you know unfavorable market conditions, it can be a really bad situation. It can create a bad situation, especially when we have downturns or if they're forced to pull monies out because of like required distributions and that sort of thing. So that's why it's important to educate yourselves on, you know, how should you invest in retirement and what all goes into retirement planning in retirement. Mm -hmm. And that's where we kind of take that next step and go into, well, you need a sustainable income plan. You need a all these different plans that go into place for taxes, legacy, healthcare, everything is going to affect your income. You have to have a plan for it. And
2: most people aren't aware of it. Well, some people really need to change their shift their mindset in retirement as well. Cause we do have, unfortunately, some clients. Um, they actually just inherited some money and they're going out and they're blowing it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going out and they're traveling, which I mean, yeah, it's great. Live your life, but make sure your your life is taken care of first before you go out and do that kind of yeah,
0: thing. Yeah, we've
1: seen that with a few.
0: All right, the last stat here, I'll go back to Dawn for this one, put her on the spot. Women save 68 cents against every dollar that men save for retirement.
2: Unfortunately, and I always hate to say this, but it is, I feel, in my opinion, the result of that gender gap. And despite some of the progress for equal pay, we understand women are still typically earning less over their entire career than men are
1: i'm proud to say not in our office
2: right (laughs) right less income makes it harder to save for retirement does it not
1: no you're right and they're like caretakers
0: and and they're more concerned about other people i'm sure they spend more of their money on other people too oh yeah
1: even on like some of the kids and family helping family out from time to time and that sort of thing where men aren't as prone to do that
2: well some women have put their careers on hold, you know, because they were raising children or like you said they're caregiving, you know, caring for others, and that plays a big part in women leaving their jobs. And by the time they're taking off or they're taking that time off to raise their children, they they find it harder to re-enter the workforce.
1: No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and
2: that chips away at their lifetime earnings and savings and ultimately their retirement security.
0: Sure. Yeah, I hear you on that one. All right. This is Retirement with Pinnacle. That's Gary and Don Crawford, their financial advisors at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors 352 320 2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. The other thing I wanted to bring up there was a Wall Street Journal editorial that uh, was talking about the new budget that the president had proposed. And I'm sure there's going to be some tweaks and changes, and it's not going to come through the legislative process like uh, it's been proposed and whole. But, um, A lot of bad ideas here, according to the Wall Street Journal. In fact, they said this budget reproposes most of the bad ideas that haven't passed Congress and adds a new one, a tax on wealth that Biden refused to endorse as a candidate in 2020. Are you guys concerned about the new complications coming to the tax code and maybe this wealth tax?
2: Well, first of all, I just want to say there's a reason why bad ideas haven't passed Congress, right? (laughs) So why is it coming into play again? But I mean, this budget is supposed to lower the deficit and impose a wealth tax aimed at billionaires who haven't been paying their quote unquote fair share. I mean, what their fair share is hasn't been completely defined. But anytime we hear something like this, it is the middle class, the upper and lower middle class who really takes that hit. Yeah. And, and that's where... <sighs> always. Yes.
1: Even though the focus isn't there, that's really who ends up Of course, because
2: hit. if you're a billionaire, you can afford to pay those taxes, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if there's too much concern, but always being prepared for any type of market or you know, what have you is important. And that's what we instill in our clients. Sure.
0: You know what I saw in there? I noticed there's no proposals for a tax cut in this new budget. Oh, really? <laughs> that, that's it's a not surprise. surprising.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: Not surprising.
0: So you guys are planning on taxes going up because even if they do nothing, the current tax policy is about to expire.
1: Right. And, and it's not just going to expire all at once. We're going to see a change each year, phases. Uh, slightly little phases over the next, what, how many more years do we have? It ends in 2025. So 2026, the whole new thing could be in place there. Mm-hmm. So we still have taxes on sale. We still have opportunities there to create some efficiencies. So um, if you're listening today and you're not sure how that might help you or how you can be helped with that, uh, give us a call, 352 320 2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com you can request an appointment a phone call anything you'd like there but uh, definitely if you have concerns with that reach out.
0: Alright that's Gary and Don Crawford Pinnacle Retirement Advisors again the phone number 352-320-2060 and the website is retirementwithpinnacle.com we'll be right back with more retirement with pinnacle.
3: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. deserve to know what's at stake call our team at pinnacle retirement advisors today to get started 352-320-2060 that's 352-320-2060 do not do the irs any favors 352-320-2060 firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through a wealth management llc
0: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I have the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors in studio, Gary and Don Crawford. We're talking about money, of course. We do this every weekend uh, for about an hour or so. But I want to go over some uh, statistics here about women and finances, because this is a big one. Women statistically outlive men by about six years. So normally, wives will outlive their husbands in retirement. So that means not only are women going to be taking over their own finances, for some of them, it might be for the first time. And that might be confusing, maybe even a little intimidating.
2: Yeah. And I just can't express this enough, but we are so passionate about women having at least some knowledge on what's going on when it comes to their investments. And more often than not, like you said, if their husband passes away before them, yes, this will be the first time that they've ever had to handle their own finances. And we've seen it from both sides. We've seen the emotions, we've seen our clients or our existing clients, and then the people that eventually become clients who came to us because they were, um,
1: in the middle of that crisis. Yeah. yeah.
2: and And it's, I speak about it at our workshops, at our dinner workshops, I mean we have our client and I'm going to call them Mike and Lucy. But Mike came down with or he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer last year and he was given 1 year to live. But fast forward 7 months and he was literally he was on his deathbed. So Lucy calls us up and says, "Hey, will you guys come over here because he couldn't travel, of course. Will you guys come to the house and Mike wants to know how I'm going to make up his income?" when he passes. And so Gary and I drove out there and she had her retirement atlas. That's the deliverable, the written plan that we give our clients. And we just opened up the income page and we told them exactly where they were going to make up that income.
1: We didn't just tell them, we showed them because it was already written out. I mean, there was already a plan there in place for that.
2: And he was on his, he was in his bedroom on a hospice bed, you know, and he closed his eyes. I mean, that conversation took all of maybe one to two minutes. And he closed his eyes and he went back to sleep. And we just made sure that Lucy understood you know, what we had just said. And she's like, yeah, I understand. So we've seen that. So after his passing, she was able to grieve like she should have. She wasn't worried about, hey, where's my next paycheck going to come from so that I can pay my monthly bills? And And, and
1: we've seen the other side as well, where people come into the office and they were referred by somebody usually. And, um, they're a mess. Yeah. And uh,
0: y'all got serious on us there.
2: Yeah. Because it's, like I said, we're so passionate about it because we see it. We've seen what happens. And the woman that was referred to us, she was a mess. You know, she wanted, almost looked like she was going to cry in the office. Well, she did cry. But she's like, I don't know. My husband's always told me I was going to be okay. She's like, but I don't know where our money is. She just brought in this book, this whole folder of statements that we've seen both sides to this. So we are very passionate about women. They don't need to know the specifics of their plan. They don't have to know every detail. They just need a general idea of what's going on. And then having that written plan in place is huge for them.
1: Yeah. And and if you're a guy out there listening today too, I mean, we've had that happen just here recently as well, yeah. where the female, the the, the wife. wife in the household handled all of the finances and he did not. But when he came in, you know, he was able to, again, we had everything in place for him and, and that sort of thing. So it affects us guys just as much. So if you're not involved in the finances, you know, we urge you to at least get involved. And that's why we've created simplicity our retirement atlas and our whole process and planning uh, at our firm to create that simplicity because it just makes everything easier to understand
0: well generally speaking when you have a couple coming into the office how are men and women approaching retirement planning differently
1: well here let me go over the men and and you can go over the women don is that fair okay okay so here's a few things that we see and you tell me if i'm wrong but let's start with how they invest so men And I'm not speaking for everyone out there, but uh, the majority speaking. Sure, generally speaking, on average. Men are usually a little more risky. Yes. And they're more concerned with growing their assets, not as much with safety. I mean, would you guys agree with that? I agree. And that's what we see. And what matters most to them as far as like values. So for men, they wanna take care of their spouse. That's usually number one. And they wanna enjoy retirement. They wanna golf. They wanna travel. They wanna do whatever they wanna do. Now, that's again, not everybody. But family, kids, and legacy, that's usually more the women, but not always. In um, what concerns men have. So usually their big concerns are income and taxes.
2: Yeah, I agree. And how
1: can I make more money? Mm-hmm. That's usually their side. So what do you think when it comes to women?
2: Women are always concerned about making sure their money lasts. right? And they're making sure that they have enough money to do the things that are most important to them. Maybe it's taking vacations with their whole family, you know, really being able to make those memories with their children and their grandchildren. But many of them also, like Gary said, they want to leave a legacy. They want to ensure that their children and grandchildren are going to be taken care of when they're no longer here. And we often hear that most of their children are doing better than they ever did. So many times we need to remind them that they probably don't need to leave their children as much as they think they do. I mean, even though some people are like, Hey, this is, you know, all this money is set aside for my child, but we have to tell them, Hey, you need to enjoy your your
1: retirement. But that's why we create legacy plans. So a lot of times we're able to create a legacy plan to where it's earmarking a portion of money and we can maximize that through insurance products or whatever it might be to where they know, Hey, the rest of my money, I can spend it all. So I'm not worried about being too frugal and and holding back. So that's nice.
2: But the biggest concern that most women have is how they're going to pay for long-term care. And for men, we notice that is not at the top of their list. And they may say, hey, honey, you don't need that. But that's not a concern for them. Because why? Because women are the one who end up using it. That's true. Okay, the women are caregiving. You know, the statistics show, Okay, the man's going to, you know, Die like you said, six years. That was the statistic, right? So women are going to care for their husband, be the caregiver for their husband, but who's going to take care of her?
1: Right, especially if you have like my three sons. You don't want your boys doing things that are involved in caregiving, of course. You know,
2: so being prepared and having a plan in place in the event they need long-term care is so important to them. Sure
1: is. Yeah,
0: yeah. The outliving the thing sounds kind of nice, you know. Who doesn't want to live longer? But then, if there's bad financial planning, you end up holding the bag.
1: Of course. Right.
0: So if any couples listening today are are working with a financial advisor who really only seems to be talking to one of them, I imagine, you know, a lot of them will focus more on the man. Is that a cause to go get a second opinion?
1: That's entirely up to you. I mean, how does that make you feel? I mean, you got to think about that. If, If I were sitting in front of somebody and they were only paying attention to me as a husband, that wouldn't make me feel very confident to where if something happened to me or when something happened to me, if, if I predeceased, does my wife feel comfortable with them? And I think that's really huge. But what we've experienced with married couples is people have made the decision to work with us because they felt comfortable and confident with us. And it was usually the wife's decision because we, ask, we mm-hmm. ask all of our, our people, why did you end up working with us? And it's usually that. More times than not. Yes, it is. Is we went you know, spoke with two or three other people and they were really smart and they got into the numbers, but there was not a relationship there. And that's something that we talk about at our events, at our first appointment, our discovery meeting, when we get to know each other is our firm is built on relationships and planning to change people's lives in retirement. I mean, that's really what our vision is. So women need to have that personal connection. And many of us guys don't need that. So for many men, it's about growth and is my money, you know, what's it going to do to treat me good? And is the advisor going to treat me good? And women, on the other hand, are they want the relationship, someone they can trust and they can count on not only today, but 10, 20, 30 years from now. So again, I have to ask the listeners today. How do you feel about that? I mean, is it important for you to have that connection with your advisor, not just your husband, or maybe it's the wife, but both of you need to have some sort of comfort there.
2: And there needs to be communication there. So if you, you may not know that your advisor is talking just to you and not your wife or vice versa, but the other spouse is going to know that. Oh, of course you feel So Maybe ask your spouse, Hey, how do you feel about our current financial advisor? do you feel comfortable with them? If I were not here, would you feel comfortable working with that person?
1: Yeah. I mean, and ask this question to yourselves if you're listening today. With our current advisor, something happened to one of us. Do I know how I'm going to make up my income? Do I actually know that? You know, where's my income going to come from?
0: Well, so. you, you keep saying that we should spend a lot of time planning retirement together, me and the wife, but my wife's just not interested. She set, she has enough on her plate, you know, taking care of the kids. She has her own job, taking care of the house, all these other things. She just wants me to take care of it and let me know how it goes. How do I get her more involved?
2: Bringing up situations. I mean, it, again, that comes down to communication. Because I mean, we've run into situations like that where actually a lot of times where the woman's just not interested at all. Sure. But it's bringing out the topics. And that's why we tell people, Hey, that's what our dinner workshops are for is to get to know us a little more in an intimate setting, but also to address topics that will
1: affect your income. Yeah. That maybe
2: you guys have never thought about before. That's
1: really what it is. We bring up so many things that they've never heard at a a workshop before, but I mean, face it, if you're not really interested in it, if you're not a numbers person and you just kind of go with the whole blanket approach of, Hey, let's talk about our money and let's talk about our budget. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I down. mean, that They're sucks. Just... I don't want to talk about that, right? Yeah. So, but if you start thinking about, well, hey, these things are going to be affected possibly during our retirement, our lifetime. And, you know, how are we going to address these things as they come about? And that's really what it is. It's just kind of opening your mind to a different perspective on what your money's doing, how it's going to work for you. And really the story of your retirement and your money. And that's what our retirement analysis is. It's the story. So
0: tell me about the workshop then, because that sounds like something that that might appeal to her if we sit down and it doesn't come from me. It comes from someone like y'all who actually do this and have a little more expertise than I do. Can I get a talker to go in these events? What does she expect if uh, what do I tell her about to get her in the door?
2: Well, first of all, she gets a nice dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice. It's addressing things that are important to her. Maybe say, hey, this is not a sales event. No. Okay. This is not to get you to buy something. This is to talk about your future and things that could affect your future. No decisions need to be made there.
1: Yeah, we don't go over charts and graphs and investments and strategies or anything like that. We really just kind of talk about, we try to open your mind. To something different than just your mutual funds in your portfolio, Mm -hmm. in your pension, in your 401k. We try to open your minds to, hey, this is the reality of aging. This is the reality of retirement. And these are things that are going to affect it at some point in time. So what can we do today to start preparing for these things, to have a plan to address these concerns when they happen? So really our job as advisors in retirement is to help you solve your problems before they happen. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but really that's what we do is we help you solve your problems before they happen so you can have some confidence in your whole plan overall. So, hey, if you're listening today, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call 352-320-2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. It's the name of our show. You can't forget it, retirementwithpinnacle.com. And for nearly 20 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come up with the right decision for inflation, market volatility, and making sure your money lasts. I mean, that's the most important thing. Reimagine your retirement, even if you're already retired or you're planning on retiring the next five years. Again, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call today. 352-320-320. 2060retirementwithpinnacle.com.
0: All right, that's Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle.
4: When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town, or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, they're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford, the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors in studio. If you like what you've heard so far, 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. Uh, if you don't like what you hear so far, well, thanks for sticking around. I really appreciate that. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking yeah. about some financial challenges, and we're sort of focusing on the ones that women face in retirement. And I want to get uh, some, some more of these factors in here. Don, earlier you had mentioned uh, one of the factors That women have to deal with when it comes to financial planning is the gender pay gap. You know, whether it's based on, you know, bigotry or the patriarchy, or, you know, they take time off to raise kids or take care of family members or, you know, other factors in there. Historically, the stats are clear women get paid less than men. On average, women earn less than men.
2: Yes, they do. Yes. And it's unfortunate, but still it's true. But that's why it's important for women to really buckle down if, you know, if they're widowed, if they're divorced and they're doing things on their own to look at what they currently have, limit expenses and just really start putting money away for retirement. And I, there's challenges on that because they are having to pay, you know, still for their children. And, and I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus, but yeah, I'm really ultimately responsible for the expenses of my own children. Sure. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Another issue that affects the uh, gender difference in financial planning is the lack of financial confidence. Uh, women tend to be more conservative, less confident about their financial experience and th- their financial expertise, whether it's you know warranted or not. They're just a, a little less adventurous than the men.
1: More times than not. Not always, though, because I have some clients uh, who are very risky and they love the thrill of it. And uh, I think it's just that's how they're wired, obviously. But yeah, I mean, let's face it. Women tend to be a little uh, less risky for sure. So they want something that they can count on. I mean, that's why Dawn married me. <laughs> what do you think about that but no um the experience again i think this is all changing mm-hmm. um, is. and we see more and more and more where they're taking over the, the wives are taking over the the household investments on some cases and that sort of thing i think it's totally awesome but again i think it's so important for both husband and wife if you're a couple to be on the same page and if you're a single person you know you're almost forced to do it and maybe depending on how long you've been single hey you've been doing it for a while. But again, still looking at are you doing it the most efficient way now that you're getting closer to retirement or if you're in retirement, that's still something you need to look at.
0: All right, let's talk about the longer lifespans. Not only do women live longer, but uh, men tend to marry women that are younger than them. So that gets spread out quite a bit.
1: Man, I just Ruin well, that whole thing. I'm I? older than Gary. Yeah. but <laughs> And my papa's 98. I mean, but uh, I do Isn't have it? family that were in over 100. Yeah. Uh, they were ladies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that requires women to save more for retirement because we're going to live longer.
1: Right. Or don't let your husband spend as much money on that boat and jet ski exactly. and all those things. Exactly. <laughs>
0: all right. Then another factor here uh, caregiving responsibilities. When yeah, someone has to take time off from their career or maybe just work part-time to care for a loved one, whether it's a parent or a sibling or an aunt or a child, it's far more likely to be the woman making that sacrifice. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it usually is. Dawn and I recently had a great opportunity. Um, Ocala Palms here is a community in Ocala, and they have a caregiver support group. And these caregiver support groups are becoming more and more popular through the communities in Marion County. And we're trying to Really push that out because it's huge, and and we got to go speak at the event on finances and and what they can do to prepare as a caregiver, or just even a volunteer, so they can kind of educate some people as well. But it was just
2: it was the whole room;
1: it was so enlightening. Mm-hmm. But just what awesome people! I mean, they had a whole list of respite caregivers in their community. I'm and talking volunteers; they're volunteer an entire page of single people, husbands, wives, couples, whatever, where maybe they were a caregiver at one time or or whatever it might be and they help people. So if you have somebody at home, even if it's a parent that is suffering from a cognitive issue or even a chronic health condition or something where you're so involved in having their day-to-day lives and and being able to help them and like it's almost like having a kid again, right? Mm-hmm. So take it upon yourself. I mean, call our office. We can get you in touch with these support groups. We can get you in touch to educate you on, on dementia and Alzheimer's and how to approach it and make your life so much simpler just by understanding what it's like to be in their shoes. So yeah, caregiving yes is mostly women. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: Here's another not fun one. Women have a greater financial fallout from divorce on average. Of course it can go either way but divorces are expensive and can negatively affect a woman's ability to have that long-term balance sheet still be healthy after the marriage ends.
2: Well, that kind of goes back to the gender pay gap to where they were not the, I don't want to say the breadwinner, but their wages were not as high as their husbands were or their ex-husbands. So yes, that's a great concern and that's where we have to work harder unfortunately, or maybe more. And sometimes that's not always fair in our head, but it's like, what kind of outcome do you want from this? At this point, you know, forget your losses. You can't dwell on that. Just pick up where you've left off at that point and just keep going.
0: All right. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford, founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. you like what you hear so far? 352-320-2060. That's if you have a question for the show, you want to contact them at the office, you're interested in going to one of the events, 352 320 2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. Uh, I got a stat here from the Department of Labor, Gary and Don, that says 58% of long term caregivers are female. So if you are serving as a caregiver for a family member or a loved one, that means you've probably had to cut back at your job. You probably have less of an ability to save. So, Don, how do you help someone in that position catch back up?
2: Unfortunately, we see this happen often, and we actually have one of our own here at the office that is currently taking care of her great aunt. So we've seen the effects. We've heard about the stressors of what being a caregiver brings about, and we talk about it with our clients because do you want your children or your family to find themselves in this position when you could have planned better?
1: Well, that's the thing. If people don't realize it's not just their assets, it's not just their spouse. It's a lot of times their families and we see it. They're forced to retire early or take off more time during their work if they're even able to. And again, yeah, it affects their income and their lifestyle as well.
2: Well, so to answer the question is take time now to evaluate your expenses, limit them. I mean, I know that's hard sometimes because we want things, but what expenses can you go without um, so that you can actually start putting away as much money as you can for retirement? It's prioritizing your savings contributions right now. And many of you, I know I was told, you know, pay yourself before you pay your bills, really. But setting aside funds for your savings first before spending treat it as like an urgent bill that needs to be paid. And when you have that mindset, you'll be able to focus on growing your retirement accounts so that you can plan properly for the future.
0: All right, Gary and Don, what other things do you do to address people who come in? And it seems to be more women than men who consider themselves beginners and they're just not confident. How do you walk them through steps to, to get them up to speed and get them a little more confident?
1: Well, I don't think it's just women. I think most people really don't understand money as far as investments and how they work or what investments you should be using during retirement or closer to retirement. I think that's just something that has to be, you have to educate yourself with. And that's what we try to do as much as possible to our events and our discovery meetings and that sort of thing. Because it comes down to this, when you start to retire, you're getting closer to retirement, income's going to be king, Right. I mean, there's no retirement without income. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is definitely true. So how can you start taking some of this money and which instruments and tools should we use to create a sustainable income plan? And where people, I think, get a little turned off as far as education is when you talk to a lot of advisors or, or financial professionals they tend to want to talk about the instruments and the tools more than the concepts. They're talking
2: over your heads. And sometimes it's
1: <laughs> over your head. So at our firm, we discuss concepts. That's how we discuss everything. How you use your money and what it's going to do for you and how it will solve the what-ifs down the road. So I think the first thing is just kind of maybe take a notepad out and say, hey, if we haven't met with an advisor or we've been using the same advisor and we know. We're not getting the advice that we're hearing on the show we listen to every week. So identify your fears. What are your concerns? What are you concerned with about going to see somebody else? Mm -hmm. You know, talk to someone that you can trust about it and learn what your learning style is because everybody learns, they learn a little differently. Um, If you were an engineer, which we have quite a few engineers we work with. They're more analytical and they like charts and graphs and that sort of thing. And their
2: wife typically does not. The spouse usually doesn't.
1: (laughs) And when they try to force that, it really turns them off from wanting to get involved. Mm -hmm. And we've picked that up right away. So we can, you know, nicely, (laughs) you know, come up with the way to say, hey, we can explain these to you in two different ways.
2: Well, the verbiage that we use, and we always make sure that they understand because I know and this is from just past experience before I really got into this business is you feel like you're asking stupid questions. Like if it's qualified money versus non-qualified where you're thinking, Hey, I want my money to be qualified. How do I do that? And that's not the case. And a lot of people don't know what qualified money is, right? So that's, that's your pre-taxed money. Yeah. So sometimes we'll
1: really get basic for people because it's important if we're giving you terms, you don't Mm -hmm. understand because for us, they're basic because we do it every day. We want you to to have some comfort there. So again, it's your learning style and just kind of addressing really your concerns of of why you haven't talked to somebody on that. Tell me more about the food at the event. (laughs) Are you hungry? Yeah,
0: I'm getting there. No, you had mentioned it in the last segment and... uh... I, well, um, I, it kind of so, stuck with me that that's what you started with. That was the that was. Your yeah. So we
1: course. do um, Ipanema Brazilian Steakhouse. So that's where they come around and they shave the meat off the skewer and they have a huge salad bar with like shrimp and salad salmon, all these great cold items. And then they have a hot bar with like rice and beans. They're homemade mac and cheeses to die for. They have mashed potatoes, all this great stuff. It's amazing, actually. I like it because every time we do an event, guess what? I get to eat it.
2: But at the events, I mean, they serve more purpose than just eating.
1: Yes, they yeah. do. But the food is good.
2: Get to know us. Get to know what our values are. Get to know what we are really about and listen to some topics that you haven't really thought about before.
1: Right. And our events do fill up fast. So if you are trying to book an event, if you do go on pinnacle.com and reserve a reservation, that does not guarantee you a seat at the event. Um, you will receive a call from our office to make sure we have room and to make sure that event's right for you. Because depending on where you're at in retirement, how close you are to retiring, if you're already retired, there might be another event where the content's going to be a little different that would be a more uh, suitable. suitable event for you.
0: All right. 352-320-2060. Two, two, if you want to call the office, sign up for an event, or if you have a question just for the show, 352 320 2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with Don and Gary Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. This is Retirement with Pinnacle.
2: To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com, for more information or call 352 320 2060.
3: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share it's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. We've got Gary and Don Crawford, the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, talking about money with you. The phone number, if you have a question for the show, you want to go to one of their live events in the area, or call their office, 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. Here in the last segment, we want to do the mailbag, the old Retirement with Pinnacle mailbag. Don and Gary get questions each and every week. Maybe it's from the show, maybe it's from the office, maybe it's from an event. But some of the better ones, uh, we type them out, we put them to the side, and uh, sometimes we go over them on the show. So that's what we're going to do here. Uh, y'all ready? Uh, sure. Yeah, we are. First question out of the air quotes mailbag. It's just a stack of printouts, but I'm 61 and just lost my job. What do I need to do to figure out if I can stay retired or if I need to start looking for another job?
2: Mm. We're seeing a lot of this because they can actually hire younger people and pay them less, right?
1: Yeah. If you're a higher paid executive. Yeah. yeah.
2: So there are several things that you need to consider. So first of all, do you still want to work? Because some people are like, hey, I, I still feel that I have a purpose or I need that purpose in life. So do you want to work? But you need to think in getting another job, you may have to plan on getting paid less than what you previously were getting
1: this person's how old 61 did you say 61 yeah Yeah. so that's kind
0: of on the cusp you lose your job it's like do i really have to go health insurance is going to be
1: a big one there
2: gauge your financial situation your current financial situation i mean it's really based on hey what lifestyle are you going to want in retirement what type of income are you going to want in retirement and at 61 you're not collecting or even able to collect social security so how much money do you have right now that you can go without income for another year or so until you turn 62 if that's when you want. Unless
1: lost. you're on Social Security Disability. Yeah. Yeah. But, if, you know. Well,
2: if he's working.
1: Oh, yeah. Working. <laughs> he was working right. and lost his job. Sure.
2: But um, the amount of retirement savings that you have, that's a huge thing. So you might need to continue working.
1: Here, I can give you a real quick how to fix the problem and find out. Call our office, <laughs> 352-320-2060 and just ask if you can do an income analysis because what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to talk to you about these things what are your concerns what do you want your retirement to look like what is it you know that you want to do do you want to travel is there a set amount of income then we want to look at okay well what's your projected social security going to look like are you going to receive a pension from any past employers do you have real estate income are you expecting an inheritance anything like that we're going to factor all these things into play the inheritance we usually don't factor into your sustainable income plan. That's just an icing on the cake that we can increase things later. But then we plug everything in and we can get cash flow analysis right from a program, which is really awesome. We can show you how much your money's how long your money's going to last based on the rate of return and based off how much you want to pull in distributions. So I think the simple thing to it is yeah, you, you got to consider your health. You got to consider, you know, again, your lifestyle, the insurance is gonna be a big oh, yeah. one.
2: Like you said, and the insurance. Then, um, so sometimes you could work part time and just to get the benefits. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a few things we can look at. But yeah, call our office 352-320-2060. We'll help you out. All right. Uh next question from the mailbag. I've started
0: getting a ton of mail about Medicare. So I guess someone knows I'm about to turn sixty-five. Should I keep all this mail? How do I decide on the right Medicare policy?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's about three foot deep right now if you're turning 65. (laughs) Uh, And it's crazy because people are marketing out longer. I mean, people are calling you a year in advance now, and it's crazy. And just so you're aware, if anybody ever calls you and says they are from Medicare, they are lying. They do not work for Medicare. Medicare, the IRS, and Social Security might call you if you have something you've called them for. But you're not going to get phone calls from either any of those three places, okay? So don't get caught up in that too much. What you really need to do is just take time to meet with a independent Medicare representative. And when I say independent, that means they handle more than one plan. So you're going to have captive agents who work for just one company, maybe United Healthcare, Humana, or something like that, or some of the other carriers. But that's the only plans they can sell you. So you want to look at, all right, well, Does somebody offer all the companies and are they really looking at my best interest? So when you work with our agents, because we have a handful of agents and that's all they do is Medicare and, and they do insurance products, but they've been doing it for a long time. I mean, these people have been doing it. They have hundreds of clients that they service and it's great, but really who's your doctors? Do you like your doctor? How's your health? Do you have chronic health conditions? Do you have VA? Are you able to keep your benefits through your employer? Are they good? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. You have to take all these things into consideration. And sometimes it's beneficial for you to stay on your employer group plan. And they will tell you that because they want to make sure whatever you do is most beneficial for you. But don't get too caught up. All the content you get makes everything seem so confusing. And you're hearing things from your neighbors and your other family Medicare is so individualized. It's
2: very it's even husband for and wife, they yes. have
1: different plans a lot yes, of times.
2: They do. So the answer, should you keep all that mail? No. no. And don't fill out all those little
1: and things and send them all yeah, in Yeah and send them back.
2: Cause then you're gonna get all these phone calls in addition to the ones you're already getting. Right. What about
1: the other direction? Should I throw it all away? No, you should recycle.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Recycle. But here here's what you can do. Uh, if you call our office, we have a whole team of people designated just for you to educate you on Medicare. Um, And they are going to be doing this year, they're going to start doing some Social Security Medicare events at libraries that are absolutely free. There's no sales. It's strictly educational. And we will start posting some of those events on our website as well for you and talking about those on the radio. But in the meantime, if you're turning 65 or you're not sure if you're in the right plan, call our office and one of them can walk you through where you're at. 352-320-2060. Three five two three two All right. Uh,
0: this next one out, the mailbag is a tough one. This one says my father has Alzheimer's and it's been really hard on all of us. And I'm also thinking a lot about my future. If I end up following in his footsteps with this, what do I need to know now? So my affairs are in order in case I start to lose my mental capacity and who should I talk to for help?
1: Wow. This one hits home and I have a client, John, if you're listening, You know, I'm talking about you. John's like my other dad. I told him the other day, um, but he is so involved in our office. John's 80 now. And him and Nancy moved to Florida. And I'm just going to give you this little story because it'll answer your question. uh, In 2006, because John's father had Alzheimer's and they wanted to be closer to him during his last years. And they were concerned with that. And he said, hey, you know, it runs in my family. I want to be prepared. So we did do some long-term care insurance planning at the time. And John said, I don't know if I can afford it. And I said, John, I'm looking at your assets. You can't afford not to have it. And he's like, that's the best decision I ever made. Because in 2011, Nancy was diagnosed with a mild cognitive impairment. And by 2015, she had full-blown Alzheimer's. And um, it was a, a really extreme situation. And he cared for Nancy with the help of some of the hospice care here in, o- in Ocala, uh, as well as his insurance. And he was able to care for her, but those were his concerns. And today he's trying to educate families on this Alzheimer's and cognitive declines. And that's why we have that endowment, the Nancy Renhart Endowment. And then we have our, our fundraisers each year and the golf tournaments and that sort of thing. But what you need to do is you need to be proactive and you need to meet with somebody that can help you put together a plan for addressing these concerns with long-term care and when we spoke to that caregiver support group this week there was a lady in the crowd and she had asked hey we tried to get long-term care years ago and neither one of us could get it at the time and i explained to her i said there are windows of opportunity but there are also new products available that are not just like insurance to where you pay for it if you never use it you lose it type thing Um, with the traditional route, there are asset-based products. So if you're already earmarking money for long-term care, what if we could double it or triple it and it's still your money and if you never use it, it goes to your beneficiaries? That sounds like a win-win, right? Leveraging insurance companies' monies or utilizing the appropriate investments that you have. If you inherited some portfolio, like you inherited money from mom and dad and they were stocks or equities and, and you left them there, they now have a taxable event. A cost basis is what they call it. So a lot of times we'll earmark some of those to help offset the cost of care as well, because you can wash some of that taxation out with the healthcare side. So really coming up with a strategy and a plan, whether it's insurance, self-insuring, whatever it is, but writing out a written plan on, Hey, when I need care, this is the setting I want to receive it in and just kind of go through it almost like a living will, but there's nothing in place for this. So we've created something with the firm to really write out, okay, okay. If I need this care, how do I want to receive it? And how are we going to pay for it? So educate yourselves. Again, if you have questions, call the office 352 320 2060. I've been certified in long term care planning since 2006, and it's a huge part of your retirement. So if you are concerned, definitely educate yourselves on it.
0: All right. Uh, Anything to add to that, Don? Because that was a tough one.
2: Yeah, no, that he did just a great job on that one. So bottom line, there's so many alternatives that I am very passionate
1: after. about it because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we deal with it every day. I mean, we work with our clients as they age and I think that's where we're, we've a lot of people happened. tell us yeah, you are, you guys are happen. so different than our old financial advisor because you understand aging and you help us prepare for this. And I am passionate comes with about experience. It. it. It does. Yeah. It comes with experience. All right. We
0: got time for one more from the mailbag. Uh, this will probably be the last one. Okay. I appreciate all the work my husband has done to put together a financial plan, but he also keeps getting excited about different investments. And it's starting to stress me out that he's always changing our plans and chasing the next big thing. I just want to have confidence in our plan and I'm not excited about the investments he's talking about. What should I do? And no, Don, this was not my wife.
2: <laughs> all right. I know. I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. But uh-huh. communicating effectively is probably the single most important component for this predicament. So I suggest sit down with him, discuss your concerns with him changing your financial plans. Be very clear on the stress that it causes you, but also make a suggestion on how to remedy it. Perhaps it's sitting down with an advisor that both of you feel comfortable with, and maybe suggest him just taking a small portion of your retirement savings to chase the next big thing. Because we have clients that do that, they want to oh, just kind we have of, of um, them,
1: yeah. like a fun money stash.
2: Yeah, like a, that's exactly what some they of the call fun it.
1: money is is fun quite money. large. But um, yeah, we usually, and sometimes it takes people a few years before they kind of wing off managing all of their assets. So we kind of are involved with that you know process, but. You know, let them do do some of it. I mean, if they want to have an account, you know, that they trade on and that's their thing and it makes them happy and that's fun, that's great. But let's not make that what they rely on for income necessarily, you know, make that something separate. But Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Spouses are always or most likely they have different opinions on their financial plan. They do. Both of them always do. And that's okay. But I think you're going to get the best result by thinking ahead planning together. And of course, being able to compromise. That's the huge thing there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you'll notice out of all the fun stuff that I've tried, I'm not excitingly wealthy yet. <laughs> right. <No.
4: laughs>
2: That's okay. I mean, it's good to try new things out, just not with the entire portfolio or your uh, entire retirement investments. Yeah. And
1: and we see a lot of times where they're, you know, flipping things around a lot and, well, we're going to go into cash because we don't want to lose too much, you know, if the market goes down and then they lost opportunities. So, you know, if you're using investment portfolio products, I mean, time in the market's better than timing the market. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, if you're you know, looking at different sources for income and that sort of thing. You probably don't want to be using all those products with everything anyway. You want to be using some safe money alternatives. And those are things that we can educate you on as well. So,
2: yeah, in this situation, they need outside help. Yeah. Yeah. Outside you, help. And so you need help, guys.
1: 352 320 2060. We can help you.
2: For nearly 20 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought out process to help them come to the right decision for inflation market volatility, and making sure your money lasts. Reimagine your retirement. If you're already retired or you're going to retire in the next five years, we want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. 352-320-2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com.
0: Gary and Don Crawford, thank you very much for your time. We'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a stellar weekend. This has been Retirement with Pinnacle
3: do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060.
0: Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein, provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com.
4: When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, they're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.